Hello, welcome to PRBC Worcester podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit of God illuminate your hearts. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. 
presence this morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Breathe anew into us. 
fill us anew, Jesus. Mando Sika Labande. Your presence, O oh God. Move in this place. Move in this place. Take absolute control. Mato Sayanda Bandele. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Mm. Yes, Jesus. Give a mighty hand to Jesus, somebody. Give a mighty hand to the Lord. We want to bless God for such a wonderful day. We thank him for his presence in our midst. And how he decides to move according to his own will and purpose. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Today happens to be the first Sunday in March, which means we are already in the third month of 2021. What it also means is God is still doing what he said he would do in the midst of his people. Oh, hallelujah. So if you find yourself alive in the land of the living, you just want to lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody just bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are and for what you do, even in the midst of your people. And today, as a symbolism of the price you paid on Calvary that has secured our very existence and our being, uh, he's laid a table before you and I to dine with him in remembrance of what he did many, many 2,000 plus years ago, even for our sake. And so today, being the first Sunday, we will commune with the Lord Reminding ourselves of who we are in him, the power and authority that he's conferred to us, and the task that he has given you in us. Scripture says that when you do this, proclaim the name of the Lord until he comes. And that is a mandate that he has given us. We want to bless the Lord that even this week we are also beginning a momentous celebration, which is Machian's week. Uh, the week that commemorates the founder of our church who neglected all that he had and who he was, coming to a place where they said, that's the land of the savages, the land of the savages. You can't go there. But yes, he did. And now we all find ourselves part of this great family called the Church of Pentecost. So this whole week, we will be celebrating Machion's week in remembrance of the great work that the Lord through him was able to accomplish and then remind ourselves in our days, in our generations, what we ought to be doing even as we also pursue our work and our journey with him. Amen. But this Sunday also begins a new series. Uh, we began this year with one purpose that we will delve deeper and soar higher. But it means if we want to equip ourselves more so that when we begin to fly, we can go as high as the Spirit leads us. The Spirit being the wind beneath our winds would take us all the way according to his plan and purposes. So we began talking about delving deeper 
soaring higher. We then said if we need to delve deeper and soar higher to possess nations as a church revived, then we ought to be walking in holiness. And so last month we were able to go through a church called unto holiness, bringing our minds and consciousness to who we are and walking in our true identity. Uh, by the grace of God this month, we want to get another level, if you will, dimension of the things of the Lord. And so the Rima word, or Rima focus for the March month is revived to be a change agent. Revived to be a change agent. If there's a glorious church revived to possess nations, then our mindset should be that we are agents of change. Agents of change, not status quo. We can't just blend in. We can't just merge in. We can't just stay obscure and effect any meaningful change except we stand out, which is who God has called you and I to be, that we will be revived as a church to be a change agent. Interpretation, wherever we go, wherever our foot shall tread, Scripture says is giving up place to us, and therefore you and I ought to what? Bring change. Oh, hallelujah. It's my prayer that throughout the month of March, you will see yourself as a change agent. In your marriage, you are a change agent. At your campus, you are a change agent. In your community, you are a change agent. As a matter of fact, God is counting on you to something different, novel, positive, would happen through you. Because that's exactly who you are. Put your hand on your heart and say, I am a change agent. Oh, say it with some positivity. I am a change agent. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I was just putting together in relation to our theme today three categories of people. And I realize that when it comes to change, there is one, people who are change resistors. They don't want any change at all. They just like the status quo. And so anything that brings change kind of rattles their feathers and they feel uncomfortable. You realize that Jesus had the same experience when he landed on this part of the planet that he himself had created trying to make things the way he intended it to be. People thought it was change, so to speak, except it was reformation, bringing it back to what it should have been. And they felt a little bit unhappy. They are change resistors. Then there are those who I call the affectless to change. In other words, they are indifferent to change. They are uh, aloof to change. They don't really care. Whether it's good or bad, eh, anything goes. They just stay in there. Don't touch it. Why fix something that is not broken type mindset? So they just stay in there. Such people, whether it's black or white, it doesn't matter. Whether it's going bad or good, it doesn't matter. Whether there's fire in the house, eh, fire service will come and quench it. So there's no problem. They are just affectless to change. There's a third category. Hallelujah. And that is who I believe that you and I have been called into. And these category of people are those who are agents of change. Agents of change. When you read scripture from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you realize that it is the intention of God that he would change this dark world after the fall. As a matter of fact, I would even posit that the fact that even Adam was created was itself change. Let me explain that. 
Because scripture says the world was without form and void. And God said, and therefore effecting change. And then when he had created all things and placed Adam, the man, the man, the original change agent, he says what? Be fruitful and multiply. What it means is hitherto things would have stayed the same. But Adam, I have placed something in you that will cause you to change the status quo. You are supposed to be fruitful. You are supposed to multiply. Change the stagnation and make it plenty. Be fruitful and multiply. So he puts him there and says, work it. Tell it. Make sure it doesn't stay the same. But he goes on progressively according to my plan and my purpose. You read scripture you see he picks Abraham. One thing I like about God's testimony about Abraham says, for us, for Abraham, I know him. And I know that he will turn the hearts of all his household unto the Lord. So that what the Lord has purposed concerning Abraham will come to pass. He's a change agent. So he looks at the man and says, I will bless you and you will be a blessing to all generations. You are not going to be stagnant. Through you, those that are poor will be rich. Through you, those that are in the dark will see light. Through you, those that are weak will become strong. A change agent. And that is who you and I have been called into. Hallelujah. And we pray that this month and even the years ahead, as long as Christ tarries, we will seek to bring positive change in everywhere he places us. And it starts from the church. I had a conversation with a friend, pastor of mine, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and we were talking about now even believers are also hoping that government uh, and politicians and kings and chiefs and city uh, uh, leaders and community leaders are the ones that would bring change even in the community. Think about it for a little bit. And so that's why we easily get reveled up when it comes to those kind of things. Because our whole mindset has been that we will sit back and let these people dictate the affairs of God's kingdom. When it should actually be the reverse. That we should be the ones affecting change. We should be the ones enacting laws. We should be the ones shaping and forming characters and behaviors. We should be the one. Saying like John Knox that I will preach in this place and for a whole year and years to come, nobody will drink alcohol. Woo! What grace. Shanderebrosia. <laughs> that I, the Lord, will use me that in my campus, no young person will fall into the lures of the enemy. That's you. Because you are a change agent. But unfortunately... Many of us are being changed into the norms of this world. We pray that a church revived to possess nation will have the consciousness and mindset to be change agents. Praise the Lord. People who will transform secular into sacred. Secular into sacred. We're having a conversation last night and it's amazing how our world is just becoming so gray. So gray. It seemed not to be black. It seemed not to be white.
point. They seem not to be right. They seem not to be white. Everything's all gray. Morality seems to be just all mangled up. And you dare say this is wrong and everybody looks at you, don't judge me. Because we live in a world of pluralism. But God didn't call us to be part of a pluralistic world. He called us to be change agents. Praying that that is what he will turn us to be even today. In the next couple of weeks. People will bring light into the darkened places. People will bring taste and flavor to a bland and tasteless culture. This culture is so tasteless. Oh, hello. It is. You, you hear some stuff like, whoa. Forget, you know, you don't even have to be a Christian. You don't even. This thing should tell you that something is wrong. <laughs> but it seems to be normal. When, when sin calls itself modern, eh? sin puts up a makeup, puts up hair gear, dress and suit, and calls itself modern. That is the world in which we live in. But thanks be to God. Oh, I said thanks be to God that you are a change agent. And that from this day forward, you exercise your mandate as a change agent. Even in the name of Jesus. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, 12 to 14. Why are we so? Because change agents themselves are beneficiaries of change. Number one. We are beneficiaries of change. Nobody has encountered Jesus and remained the same. Nobody has encountered God and his life or her life has been the same. There's always a positive change. When Dickin Jeff was leading Worship today, it's amazing that he brought the story of the Samaritan woman who made Jesus at a well. Because last night that was what was impressing on my spirit. When I was thinking about nobody encounters Jesus, it remains the same. That experience transformed not only her life, but she was also able to transform many lives. Many lives. Her mindset, her way of looking at things, her worldview... Her philosophy was on a certain trajectory. But when she encountered Jesus, the whole mindset changed. Changed. Her theology was somewhere, if you will, linked to my people, my people, my fathers. This is how we were fought to do. But when she met Jesus, she said, uh, 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 uh. Your theology is wrong. Change. And now she goes back to her country and says, come and see. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody, may you go somewhere and say, come and see. The man that I've met that transformed my life. So that you also will be transformed into an agent of transformation. Colossians 1, 12. This is Paul. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Look at that word qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Last week I mentioned that word saint. Now put your hand on your heart somebody whether you like it or not and believe it for you and says I am the saint of the most high God. Ah uh, you're not believing it. Put it in your heart. It doesn't matter whether you lied just two minutes ago you are still the saint of the most high God. Say it. I am the saint 
of the Most High God. That's who you are. Don't let the enemy tell you otherwise. So he's saying, I give thanks because God has qualified you to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Not just saints, but saints in what? The light. The light. We'll dwell a little bit on that this morning. Saints of the light. How did he do that? He delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Transformation. Changed. We ourselves are beneficiaries of change. Peter puts it in a different way. First Peter 2, 9, as we read last week. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priest to the holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who did what? Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Check 10 out. People who once were not a people, but are now the people of God. People who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. We were merciless. We should not have been forgiven of any sins. But when we encountered Jesus, hallelujah, he brought about a transformation, a change in our lives. Now we're no longer sinners. We are called saints. Saints. That's who you are. That's who you are. Moses, I need you to be a change agent. Lord, I don't know how to talk. He says, yep, but that's who you are. You're a change agent. Gideon, I need you to go and redeem the people of Israel. Lord, me, I'm the least. And in my family, they are also the least in the land of Egypt. He says, yep, but you're a change agent. <laughs> Paul, your zeal is that you are doing what the Judaism, Judaic mandate tells you. And Lord, that's all I'm doing. But yep, you are still a change agent. Peter, yes, I know that by my tradition, I don't eat pork or anything with hoofs. Yellow. He says you are still the change agent. What I'm trying to say is everyone that encounters Jesus is changed. It's changed. See, your level of change may not be where God wants it to be yet. Why? Because change is a process. And even as you sit there, that's why I say put your hand on your hand and say I am the saint of the Bosa because he's still changing you. He's still changing you. The ultimate goal is that you will be changed so much so that you also will be an agent of change. And we pray that as we go through this teaching, the Lord will use us to transform everywhere we go. Ah, I said transform everywhere we go. Men will come and rob themselves of us. They say, boy, I don't know, but since I encountered you, since I began talking to you, since you began counseling me, since you began, you know, introducing me to this Bible thing of yours. Something is happening because you are a change agent. Praise the Lord. So we do that because we ourselves are beneficiaries of change. Number two, we lay in the foundation today and then we'll go through the details in the subsequent weeks. 
We are change agents because that is the purpose and intent of God concerning the church. It is the purpose and intent of God concerning the church. Last month we heard who the church is. And that is you and I, not the building. Ephesians 3, 8 to 12. Ephesians 3, 8 to 12, which actually is the root, so to speak, of the theme for the year and also for last year. Ephesians 3, verse 8. This is Apostle Paul right in here. It says, to me, who am less than the least of all the saints. This is Paul testifying concerning himself. He himself has already become a beneficiary of change. To me, who am less, the least, actually it says less than the least. Wow, is there something less than a least? I don't even look at it that way. The guy is less than least. Wow. Means bottom of bottom. F minus. F minus. This grace was given me that I should preach among the Gentiles. What should I preach? The unsearchable riches of Christ. The bottom of the bottomless list says that he himself has become so transformed that God has given him a mystery. Things that people would search and they couldn't find. He has received the grace of the mystery to preach the unsearchable Riches of Christ. Change agent. Not only that, to make all see. Look at that word, see. See, because we'll talk more, a little bit more about light. See. My job is to make all see. What is a fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of ages had been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. And check verse 10 out. Why? Because to the intent that now, somebody say now. Oh, somebody say now. Because your now is starting this day. Oh, how I pray that somebody will catch this revelation. Your now is starting today. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by who? The church. It is the intention of God that this mystery, this unsearchable riches will be made known by the church. We are the change agents. When I step out, somebody needs to come ask me, I need to know which way to go. I'm saying, oh, you came to the right place. Go left. And now we are the ones that are seeking counsel from those that are in the dark. Have you realized that? <laughs> I don't want to talk to the elder. I don't want to talk to the pastor. I don't want to talk to the whatever. But I'll talk to the one that has a PhD in sociology and counseling. Because she can talk to me in my straight way of understanding. Nothing wrong with that because I also have some degree. But that degree is nothing compared to this. And so if I am 
of this family, if I am of this breed, if I carry this identity, then my way of life, my way of thinking, my wisdom must be from here. Oh, am I speaking to somebody? Because the world seems to make things so gray and so malleable that even Christians sometimes fall. But Paul is saying, it is an intent of God that now the manifold wisdom, the plenty wisdom, the abundant, overwhelming wisdom of God might be made known by the church. To who? To principalities and powers in heavenly places. Those that are controlling our communities, those that are controlling our schools, those that are making laws and regulations, our job is to make sure that this wisdom is made known to them. You may be looking at a government, a senator, a congressman, a judge, but know that there are powers and principalities working behind the scene. Yeah. Powers and principalities working behind the scene. According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Jesus and in whom we have the boldness and access with confidence through faith. What Paul is trying to tell us as church, we're not here to just sit here and worship and soak his presence have communion with him and just go home and sleep, come back next Sunday. But rather, as he transforms us, his intention is that we will be so much equipped, transformed, changed, that we also will be change agents in the world out there. That is our job. I said, that is our job. Look, I pray every day when I go on my knees, my prayer is, Lord, Help us to understand the purpose of our calling. Help us to know that, yes, we're not here to just ask and pray and seek healing and all. Yes, you, we don't even have to doubt that because we know you can. But what should be our passion is that you use us to be a change agent in somebody's life, in some family. I bet you this Sunday somebody's contemplating suicide. I bet you. Now here we are, change agents. Are we just going to soak it up here in this four square box and have those people just die off? Your best friend called you last night and you know what she or he is going through. And you have the power to bring her out of the situation. Why aren't we doing it? That is the church. That is our mandate. That is our job. So Paul says, that is why me, the bottom of the bottomless, he gave me the grace to be able to bring this wisdom unto principalities and powers, unto governments and systems, so that the Lord will reign in his created universe, even in the name of Jesus. I pray this morning that you begin to activate that grace that is in you. Oh, Hallelujah. I call it the change grace. The change grace. That you also will be able to reveal the manifold wisdom of God. 
wherever you find yourself. Number three, the church is called to be a change agent. Let's read Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Two was the intent and purpose of God. Three is we have actually been mandated. We are called to be change agents. I'd like to spend a few minutes on here as the Spirit leads. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Very popular scripture. Let's take our time for the Spirit to speak to us on a different level. Verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. That's an affirmative statement. You will be. But you are. As a matter of fact, right now, you are. You are the salt of the earth. And if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are the change agent. Go back to 13. Don't worry. We'll get to 14 in a minute. The change agent of the earth. You are the remedy of this planet. But if that which brings remission of sins, that which brings hope, if that which brings deliverance and restoration loses its module, its flavor, its zest, it's stuff, it's oomph, it's ability. How shall it be seasoned? It will be no good. It will be of no use. It says even that men will throw it out and trample upon it. Jesus was talking about relevancy. Relevancy. You are the salt. I was just remembering, I was out doing it, I was, I was just having you in my mind since you are the scientist of the house. <laughs> Talking about salt. I'm sure you work a lot with salt. Chemistry will say that salt is what? A compound that contains a selective amount of cations. How many remember that? Cations. <laughs> Positive charge. And anions. Negative charge. Which, when combined, gives a neutral charge, stable, stability. And I was saying, when I do that, I'll ask Dr. Boma if I got my chemistry right. Is it still good? It's, it's still, okay. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Salt, compounds, cation, positive, anion, negative, when put together, causes a neutral charge, stable. Stability, establishment, unshakable, unflappable. That's what science is saying. And then um, biochem, <laughs> biochem 325. Oh, are my students in the house? Are my students in the house? You got to feel me a little bit, you know? Right. Biochem 325. Says assault is an osmotic agent. What it means is salt has an ability to cause osmosis. What is osmosis? The ability to pull from a lower level of concentration to a higher level of concentration. And then it says through a semi-permeable membrane. Is that also good? Hey. I need to go back and teach, huh? Semi-permeable membrane. 
What I like about that definition is so relevant to what is going on this week. What God is saying is, I am so saturated of him. His presence is so much in me. The power of the Holy Ghost is burning so ablaze in me. High concentration. That when I step, forgive me, I'm broken protocol a little bit. When I step into a place of low concentration, a place where they have none of what is in me, I'm able to what? Pull. Mm, you're not catching it. I'm able to pull that person from a low concentration, that loneliness of life, that hopelessness, that defeatist mindset, pull him or her back to a level of higher concentration where God is so much saturated. Spiritual osmosis. May you be that person. May you be that person. Because that's who you are. You are the salt of this world. Many are depending on you. Many are depending on you. Lord, cause us to be saturated with you. Whew. Now people are even wondering who we are. So he says, when we lose that oomph, there will be nothing. So that men will trample upon us and they will laugh at us. Oh, but God forbid. It will never happen. I said, it will never happen. At my workplace, I will be the salt. At campus, I'll be the salt. Hey, in my circles, I will be the salt. Pulling men and women who are in low concentrated state. <laughs> Back to the presence of the Lord, which is high in concentration of wisdom and power. That's who God wants you and I to be. We are the salt. You come to our mothers, they'll tell you salt is for flavor. Salt is for preserving. Salt is to purify. Back in the days, my mom is here, salt is a disinfectant. I'm sure when they gave breath to me, she rubbed some salt on me somehow. I wish I had a picture of that to show. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Hallelujah. Because he wants to preserve the child from decay. We are the preservative of this world when it's going to decay and you step in that situation, preservation ought to take place. That's what God is saying. Every circumstance that I find myself in, it will never go bad. Because I am there. Because I am. Many years ago, Apostle Sebos or somebody preached a message about Joseph and he says, with you in charge. <laughs> with Joseph in charge. Potiphar knew that everything would be jet. Jet. That is what God is counting on you and I. That as we step into that situation, decay is not an option. Failure is not an option. My brother is not going down the drain. My sister is not getting addicted to whatever she's going through. Why? Because I am there. Because I'm there. You are the flavor, the preserver, the purifier, the spiritual disinfectant that prevents 
okay in every circumstance. That's who we are. I was just reading this in terms of flavor. And then I just put it this. The Spirit of God says, we are the ones that change people's state from Mara back to Naomi. And repeat that. Because that's you. And Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. If there is any Mara situation in any family, we decree and declare that it be turned back into Naomi in Jesus' name. Because you are there. So, let me digress. So, this then begs the question. If this is who we are, church, then there shouldn't be stories told about our families, about our lives, about our marriages, about our relationships with people, other than stories that bring glory to the Lord. Because if I'm the one that brings pleasantness, flavor, taste, why should there be bitterness in my relationship? But that's who we are. I pray that the Holy Spirit brings our consciousness back to us as a church. That wherever we go, wherever our feet shall tread, we are the change agents. We are the change agents. Turning situations around. Manifesting the glory of God. Bringing men and women to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Bringing healing to many. Spiritually and physically. Breaking chains. That's you. That's me. Change agents. And let that sink into our spirit. So that we're able to do exactly that. Even in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh praise the Lord. And then he goes on the second part. So you can turn to verse 14 for me. Verse 14. Not only are you sold by you are. Delight. Again, an affirmative statement. Now you will be, you are delight of what? The world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Talking about you. Flip it over. Nor do they light a lamp and put it on their basket, but on a lamp stand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let's break it down a little bit. Remember I said that even from creation this great God is all about change. You read Genesis 1, 1. Talking about in the beginning God created and it says the earth was without form and void. Spirit of the Lord hovering around it. His presence was still there and he spoke. The first thing he spoke was let there be Light. Let there be light. Interpretation. In the absence of light, there is no life. In the absence of light, there is no life. And so I am the God who is going to create and form out of nothing. Nothingness. I'm going to speak for things to come into being and if that thing that I'm calling to come into being will be established, sustained, preserved, then there ought to be light, even to begin with. Hallelujah. And therefore, God is telling you and I, we are the light. How did we become 
that light, even as we wrap up. Because we continue this series and we don't want to waste too much time. We still have to dine with the Lord. John 1, 4 to 5. John Gospel. In him, talking about Jesus, was life. And the life was the light of man. <laughs> In Christ is life. And that life is a light of men. You can even reverse it. Because he is light, he gives life to men. Verse 5. And the light shines in every darkness. Mm. Every darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. The darkness could not overshadow it. When I am the light and I step into a dark situation, church, that darkness has no option but to disappear. He has no choice. He has no choice. Because I am the light. John 8, 12. And I'll bring the message to a pause. John 8, 12. Another scenario talking about light. The story in John 8, 12 is very interesting. Sister Saniqua has been caught in adultery. And as to who the dude was, nobody seemed to bother. So the man went and grabbed Sister Saniqua, brings him to Jesus. Look, Rabbi! We caught her <laughs> in the act. What is the act? In the act of adultery. Oh, but I thought <laughs> it takes two to tangle. I mean, how can she herself only calls or commit adultery? But that was their mindset. Brings an equal to Jesus. And we know the story. Jesus begins to write stuff on the, on the ground. Have them do all their in talking. And then he looks at them and says, okay. Any one of you who had not committed any of these Saniqua-ish stuff. Throw the stone first. And the scripture says they look at each other. They looked back and said, hey boy, last week I was even doing the same. Last three days, boy, I did the same. I even did worse than Saniqua. They all dropped their stones. And they left. Grace and mercy. But Jesus didn't stop there. Scripture says he lifted his eyes, watches around, and the accusers have left. Ask Senequa, where are your accusers, sis? Senequa says, I don't know. They all left. And then Jesus makes a statement. If they did not condemn you, then I also condemn you not. Not only that, but where I want us to take a quick look at is verse 12. After all these beautiful story and forgiveness and reconciliation and go and sin no more as Jesus told Sister Shaniqua. Verse 12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again. Listen carefully. Saying, I am the light of 
the world. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in what? Darkness. But have light of life. When Shaniqua now begins to realize who I have made her to be. And sins no more as I've instructed her. And begins to live her true identity. Then she will be living in light. And therefore will never even have the pleasure to dwell in darkness. Not only that. But he also, in this case she also will have the light of life. And if I have the same light of life as Jesus has, then I step into every darkness and there ought to be light. That's it. That's it. You have been called to bring illumination in somebody's life. In your community, in your... Don't you know that some of us we are the only light in our families. Yes. Yes. Because you are a change agent. You are a change agent. The whole world is dependent on you to see the way around them. They're going to fall in a ditch. You step in there, all of a sudden they find the best way to go. The whole world is dependent on you for the illumination of their potential. People are wallowing all over the place like sheep without a shepherd. You walk in there and say, thus says the Lord. And they begin to find a new place to go. The world is waiting on you to bring them back to where God has intended them to be. Therefore, he says, let your light so shine that they may see. <laughs> that they may see the works that you do, the good works. And begin to give glory to the Father. You are a change agent. I am a change agent. You are the salt. I am the salt. We are the light of this world. All God is expecting is we will let, allow the light to shine. So the men will see what we are made of and give glory even unto the Father. That is what we're going to delve into this whole month. Getting into how to get to that level. Looking at challenges that often befit us. Looking at what God intends for us in specific areas in this walk with him. So that you will live here this month knowing who you are as a change agent. In every area the Lord has placed you. That your good works will be seen by men. And that they will give glory unto the Lord. Even in Jesus' name. Just be on your feet somebody. Be on your feet. Be on your feet. And allow the word to just sink into your spirit for a few minutes, even as we get ourselves ready and prepared to dine with him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Man derebrosi hataba. We just want to pray a prayer of confession. We ask in God, who is always faithful, to forgive. If only we will confess 
to forgive us, cleanse us. Uh, if our lampshades have been darkened in some way, we pray that he wipes it clean, that we'll be able to shine. If our soul is losing its flavor, we pray that he calls us to come back to the zest of our saltiness. That can only happen if we just say, Lord, take away the impurities. Wipe us clean. Wash us. Even as we get ourselves ready to die with you. We pray that we will remain true to who we are. As the salt and the light of this world. Open your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord. Speak to him. 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 We lay before thee, O oh God, in all humility, in all humility, in all humility, in all humility, confessing, O oh God, confessing, O oh God, may you forgive, may you forgive, may you forgive, may you forgive. Cleanse us, O oh God, cleanse us, O oh Lord. All the filth that is in our minds, oh God. Even as we get ourselves ready to die with you, we pray that we, oh God, will be people who are worthy to sit on your table. That is who you have made us to be. Mandara prositele bele be kabandele sutole be handala basi handele bosi matayande continue to talk to him talk to him rebo tandele bele be sandala balaba nele bosi di ando sita brandala brandala baba sandele lele le masandele bosi And let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee.
hand on your heart. This is a prayer. It's all about you now. All about you. Consecrated unto thee, Jesus. We are lifting up a prayer. The Father as a change agent. Take my life. Let it be as you have intended. Take my moment and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Wherever I go, your name should be glorified. Use me as a change agent to bring glory unto you. My will, my passion, my zeal, let it all be unto you. As you use me for your glory. Open your mouth and begin to speak to the Lord, somebody. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will take absolute control, O God, of our lives. Move in your own mighty way. Yes, Lord, use us, use us, use us, oh God.
says we should do this in remembrance of him. That he paid a price to make us who we are today. Agent of transformation. Agent of change. Yes, Lord. deliver to you. And the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you, agents of transformation, proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We are people who are also beneficiaries of change. This is the body that was broken for us, that we will be whole. Whole. That as we have been transformed, so we would be agents of transformation. Go ahead and partake of the body of Jesus. As he took the cup and says, this is the new covenant in my blood. There is an agreement that was sealed and executed with my blood that I shed on Calvary. Do this in remembrance of me and proclaim my death until I come. Be the light, be the salt in every environment you find yourself. Go ahead and partake of the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I know it is the blood. I know it is the blood. You may have your seat if you've done. I know it is the blood for me. One day I was lost. He died on the cross I know it is the blood for me I know it is the blood as we sing yes I know it is the blood 
transformation. Cause us, O oh God, to remember and to continue to proclaim your death until you come. And may we be the salt and the light of this world. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Welcome to PRWC Worcester Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the Spirit of God illuminate your hearts.